Welcome to the JDS Podcast, a place to discuss happenings and exciting topics in our school community. Welcome everyone to the CES JDS Podcast. This is an opportunity for us to learn about our community. And today we have a really critical conversation about how we can support our children at the school, our students, during this time of war in Israel and crisis in our community. And so I'm really fortunate to be joined by some wonderful professionals at the school. I'm going to go around and ask them to introduce themselves, and then we're going to begin the conversation. Thanks, Mitch. My name is Rebecca Preigel. I'm the lower school assistant principal and fifth grade guidance counselor, head of guidance. And I'm a mom of two alums, and that's, that's a great role to have. And I also attended this school. I was one of the two starting grades in the school. My name is Deb Amchin. I'm currently one of the two middle school guidance counselors. And my experience ranges from working with students in preschool through middle school as a counselor. I'm also the grandmother of two students in the lower school and related to former students by marriage. Wonderful, (laughs) welcome. Hi, I'm Roz Landy. I'm the Dean of the high school and also a guidance counselor. My three children graduated from here and three of my grandchildren graduated from here, so I've been around a very long time. I'd like us to reflect a little bit, like you to reflect a little bit on the kinds of support and ways of talking to children at different stages of their development. So. Uh, You represent all three of the divisions, and the conversations that we have in the lower school look very different than the conversations that happen at the high school level. And as a parent myself of two graduates of the school, I have a sense of how those conversations take place. And then for all of us as parents, those conversations continue when they leave the school as well, when they're on college campuses and when they're raising their own family. So maybe we'll start in the the developmental order. We'll start in lower school, move to middle school, and then high school. Yeah, in terms of our conversations with children in the lower school, we, we really have encouraged our faculty and our counselors to listen out for where the children are because the parents of young children are very different in what they feel their children should know about the war. I think that's probably likely in in the upper school as well. And we feel a real commitment to try to respond to children where they're at. So we try not to have group conversations about specifics about the war. That first Monday, that very difficult weekend, we definitely publicly marked it had happened. We sang songs praying for Israel and for peace, and the whole school heard that but other details about the war we haven't gone into. That being said, there's a a very big difference between fourth and fifth graders and four and five-year-olds. So we have had conversations, important meetings with our fourth graders and our fifth graders, where we do talk more to support them about what they can do to support the state of Israel and to really act out our Ahavat Israel, our love of Israel. So that's what it's about in the lower school. We are being very careful not to have group conversations that are potentially difficult for many children, but if a child needs to talk, we have counselors available, administrators who can have a private conversation with a child. Yeah, 
And a couple things just that I, I heard there that I want to emphasize is really this notion of meeting the, the children or meeting your child where he, she, or they are at, yeah. because we, we take our cues from the, the children. And uh, a lot of the students, even at the younger ages, do know a lot. And we know from the research specifically related to talking about Israel that students have an understanding of Israel when they come yeah. to the school. They oftentimes do associate it, uh, Israel as potentially a dangerous place, maybe a place where they have family, a place that they love, a place that they sing about in school, all of these different associations, and different students have uh, different knowledge of that. So I think that's really important for parents to be aware of. Um, Deb, what about in the middle school? How are we having these conversations? In the middle school, we also have a highly diverse population. We have students who just came here from Israel themselves and have, you know, immediate responses to, is my family okay? We had a lot of students coming to the Moadon. For those who aren't aware, we don't allow cell phones during the day in middle school, but that first week we did allow all of our Israeli students to have times when they could come in and check on their own family members, make sure that things were okay to reassure them. On the other hand, we have students whose parents are trying to shield them and who know very little. So in terms of what we are doing as a school, we're attempting to keep things as normal, as regular as possible so that the anxiety many of us as adults may be feeling doesn't get projected to the kids. Those kids who are feeling anxiety, for the most part, are letting us know we're addressing those individually. We're having some discussions in classes where it's appropriate for the curriculum and where it's appropriate for the children. But as uh, school, our reaction has actually been more muted than I think either above or below us because our kids tend to be very reactive and emotional in even the calmest of situations. So when there's something that's intensely stressful like what is happening now, we find displaying that calm for them helps them be able to function in a way that's the most effective. For all of us. Right. And we talked about that over our professional development day on Monday, just that uh, our responsibility as adults is to be there for our students and the families, that being calm, being grounded, uh, this is a tip for parents, taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. so that you are able to support your own children. We feel the same way in school. We need to take care of ourselves so we're able to do that. Um, Deb, there was one thing that you, you spoke about, sort of this notion of shielding, and I think um, in the school, there are a couple of things. So, of, of course, we want to introduce things at developmentally appropriate stages. And we are aware that different families are talking about what's going on in different ways and have different connections to Israel. At the same time, I had a, a parent ask me just the other day, and our families know, that one of our graduates uh, was killed serving the IDF, and we had a special ceremony at the school to remember him, Omer Balva. And I, I felt, the, the parent was asking me, well, do you think it's appropriate to have this uh, ceremony? We have kids in sixth grade and seventh grade. And, and one of the things that I think is really important is, is that we all want to build our, our, our children's self-esteem and resilience 
and their empathy. And so while at that ceremony that we had, we didn't talk about specific details about what happened. <laughs> we didn't share any of the horrors that we all know as adults took place. At the same time, we were building empathy in a community and it was so quiet in the gym at that time. The students were so respectful. Students understand these issues and I, I told this parent, I said, it's really important actually that we mark this in school. This is how we become humans in school. This is how we teach and scaffold for kids how to be empathetic, how to build resilience in difficult times. And the parents said, I, I hear what you're saying. I understand it. So just something I was thinking about, about this notion of balancing the shielding, which we do want to respect families and what they're sharing with their, their children. And at the same time, as educators, we want to build empathy of our students. Um, so, Roz, what about in the high school? How are these conversations taking place? Well, it's interesting because Rebecca talked about meeting students where they are, and I think that's true no matter what division you're in. High school students are a bit different. They have very strong opinions. They're much more aware. They read much more. So I would say that our high school students are certainly attuned to what's going on. Some affected far more than others and I think what the way we approach it is to listen to be respectful to be empathetic and thoughtful and let student students know that we hear their opinions we validate their opinions and that it's important for them to listen to one another so our students have classes about the Arab-Israeli conflict or the history of Israel and there is a lot of back and forth and the most important thing is that we respect one another's opinions and thoughts. And uh, adolescents are hurting also, just like the rest of us. Um, while we talk about it in many of our classes, because many of our classes are geared toward talking about Israel, uh, we also have safe spaces and guidance for students to come, especially the Israeli students. We see them very frequently, have seen them very frequently in the last two weeks for sure. But other students too are affected who have family there, a lot of adults have family there, and in many ways we can go through lower school and middle school and high school. We also have a faculty that is suffering that we have to be there for also. Because we all have a lot, especially in the lower school, a lot of Israeli faculty, and they also need the support and uh, that we, we are here to give. So um, I love seeing our high schoolers because they think um, and they're very interested in talking about all of this. Um, and so that's encouraging that they're part of the world today, but um, yeah. you have to validate what everybody's feeling because everybody isn't thinking the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wanna move on to another question and uh, a lot of times we're asked um, what are resources that could help us as parents? What are things that we could be reading, listening to that w would help us? Uh, we've developed a, a, a part of our website, a specific web page, uh, an Israel resources page. And uh, for those of you who are listening, there's information there about webinars and educational resources that are available. There are mental health and well-being resources that are listed there. There are resources to get involved and take action, how to help um, organizations to donate to, even a, 
adopt a soldier in prayer, a lot of different things that, that you can do as a family, you can do as adults, you can do together with your children. Um, and then there's some other resources there as well. I wanted to ask each of you, what, what resources do you, do you know of that maybe our listeners could draw upon to help them further in this conversation? So I, I would just say that I think that um, the resources page of the website is really helpful. I also know that it's an active, alive site so that there will be things added to it over time. Um, because as we go through this experience, hopefully it shouldn't be too long, but there will be needs during and after for people. So that's just something I wanted to comment, not a, not a separate resource. But we have really benefited from using some tips, guidance from the Association of um, school psychologists and counselors. There are a lot of good tips. Unfortunately, there have been experiences of terrorism domestically, gun violence, other, other things that have happened in schools that we've drawn upon to guide us in this time of crisis and, and, um, and the experience of you know loved ones going through terrorism or close to it. So I would just say that um, I think the list is terrific and people should check back because I think it's going to be a process that um, changes over time to add things that, that make sense for, for the community. Along with the resources that are on the website, I think that all of us, as part of taking care of ourselves, need to remember to do some of the basic things that one forgets to do when one is under stress. To eat healthily, to get enough sleep, to take time to slowly breathe and relax. All of those things that we know in our heads we're supposed to do, when we don't do it, then our children don't see it, and then they, our stress becomes contagious to them. So besides doing research, make sure that you're taking care of yourself, that you're doing what you need to do to allow yourself to respond to some of what can be really stressful and difficult questions that your children are asking that really don't have easy answers on a website or in a webinar that have to come from your heart. I also think it's important to remember that resources are wonderful and the page that everybody's put together is very inclusive and very helpful. But it's also helpful to reach out to a person. And so there are plenty of people at school uh, on middle school, lower school, everywhere, certainly in the high school, the administration, the counselors, we are all here to hear you, to hear your children, and we're here to make ref uh, recommendations if your child or you need to see somebody else to speak more carefully. We've even been uh, collecting lists of professional therapists who are fluent in Hebrew to be able to speak to our Israeli students. In many cases are offering their services right. pro bono yes. for families who need it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're going to need to wrap up our conversation, but maybe if we just, we could briefly ask one last question, which is really, uh, do you have any tips for parents, things that you might suggest for them as they support their children, work together in partnership with us, and think about what, what their kids really need? Uh, first of all, stay calm, model calm, watch your children, listen 
Don't be judgmental, but let them talk. Reassure them that you're there and that things are going to be okay, at least at home. And be honest, mostly be honest. Don't sugarcoat, because uh, there is no sugarcoating. And try to spend more time with your children, I think, to do good, fun things. Yeah. And I would add, the younger your children are, the more important it is that you monitor what they're seeing outside. Turn off the news. Watch the 11 o'clock after they're in bed. Don't let them, those with phones, doom scroll through TikTok videos. Make sure that you're aware of what media your children are consuming. And while it, shielding may not be the best word, protect them from what is what is potentially upsetting and frightening. All those things. I, one thing I wanted to add that I think is really important is to provide realistic reassurances of safety, both about our school. Uh, we're very fortunate to have um, security measures that we can speak to that, that provide us with a sense of comfort and safety and, um, you know, related to your home. and and keep those routines as normal as possible. It's, it's, not, it's not a typical normal time, but it helps all of us to have the structure and social connections that we typically have. It's, it's really, really important. I think that's a wonderful place to end because just as we're having this conversation, we hope that everyone who's listening has conversations with their friends and their families and with their children about all of this. One of the ways I think that we relieve stress and anxiety is by discussing things, right? Naming our feelings around those, acknowledging those, those feelings. And some of those feelings are things that may be a little bit scary and it's okay to acknowledge that to our, our, our children. When we do that, we normalize those feelings for them and then they're able to cope better with those feelings. So we hope that this has been helpful. We appreciate you joining us for this podcast. CSJDS is committed to supporting Israel and standing in solidarity with Israel at this most difficult time. And we appreciate the partnership of all the parents in doing that and in realizing part of the vision of our school, which is fostering a sense of a love of Israel in our students. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School. Stay tuned for our next episode.